Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, live from the Buggy Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today. Dave Anderson. And today we're talking about releasing a product in Big Bang fashion. Oh yeah, Big Bang. It's only good <laughs> when you create the universe or riding a rocket. <laughs> exactly. We'll talk about Big Bang releases. We'll have stories. We'll talk about what it actually is why it happens, and what are some alternatives to the Big Bang release. That sounds good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's start. The Big Bang release. Uh, what is it? I mean, in the beginning, there was nothing. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> well, it's <was> Bible class? <laughs> it's Bible studies now? In the beginning, yeah. there was nothing. Well, and then, like, no, well, like, I guess the Big Bang release for Bible would be like, you know... God was like working really hard for seven days, and on the seventh day, he just pushed all of it to production. Get push dash app. Yeah, and there's like all these bugs and like yeah. what humans oh. and all sorts of <laughs> stuff. I didn't want that. Yeah, me. right, right, right. So the idea of a Big Bang release is pretty much if you uh, were building a set of features that you were holding off, and then you delivered this set of features straight into production and it, everything was brand new right like you had no website and all of a sudden you have the entire website like i never thought about it before but actually like the creation myth like from the bible is actually an incremental <laughs> delivery if you yeah. think about it because it's every day he's like he's checking how things are going he's like okay i made this and it's good I mean, the other thing, and that's good. That's, like, people are liking know, this. Like, I need a little bit more of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, get commit. Like, today was a good day. Then right. He, you know, shut yeah. down the laptop. It's like CI, CD. Like, so, you know, you're <laughs> building features over time as opposed to, like, just making everything all at once. Right. I was trying to think, like, when, for a Big Bang release, when would like one would actually do it. The only example I thought of or like think is a solid example is probably like things that may have to be like doctor related or like medical related. The thing that comes into mind is like pacemaker software. Sure. Right. Okay. The thing that is checking and ensuring that the heart is continuing to beat. I don't think that's something that you could just like, oh, we're just going to release a thing that's in your heart and, and let it rock for a couple of weeks and see how the users feel about this pacemaker <laughs> in their heart. So you like, yeah, like I guess there's a high cost of testing in that scenario. Like if you get it wrong, then the cost is very high. Or like I guess air, air traffic control software too. Like there's, yes. there's there's one production and like it's got some really real things happening there might be a way to model that where like maybe you can like have a simulation but there's there's only one reality it's not it's not like a website like you know like amazon like even though amazon is like a very big website and like when things go wrong there it's there are impacts but like there's a lower barrier to like rolling back the problem when there's a problem with the pacemaker there's a really high barrier to roll back because like right you can't just be like hey i need to i need you to lay down now so let's take the pacemaker <laughs> right. off your yeah, chest or like let me take that out or like you're 
dead now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know the current state of pacemaker solutions or software, like whether that information can be over the air updated. Like, all, I'm sure there's science. All, all of that is happening <laughs> right now. I sleep with the CPAP. And I'm sure that information goes up to like a website and my doctor can see that stuff too. But like when it's in your heart, right? I imagine that's like you do as much rigorous testing as possible. And then you, that is 1.0. And then you're not expected to do a, like a 1.1 of 1.2 for a very, very long time. And there's like implications of like over the air updates on that kind of hardware too, where like maybe you wouldn't want someone to be able to push new code to run like arbitrary code <laughs> on your pacemaker <laughs> like someone's yeah. like mining bitcoin on your pacemaker and it's like God damn. <laughs> oh my chest um, is hurting what's going on i got point zero 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 three bitcoin a day from bobby pacemaker which yeah, would be really sad I mean, the, other, the other example that we have besides like doctor like risk taking or life life risking things like nasa for a rocket launch like once you you get that satellite up into orbit, maybe you can push an over there update to the software, but you got to make sure that you have certain things right before. Right, like the, you have to make sure you can get it up there successfully, and like there's no. I imagine the way to test that you do rigorous testing simulations, as you mentioned, Dave, and uh, whatnot. But it is the rocket at the end of the day that needs to go up, and like if it fails, yeah, you, you gotta wait a long time to redo that process. Yeah. So has this ever happened to you before? Yeah, I think um, I worked at a project, uh, Big Bang uh, release. People, if they're using a product that they really like. And the product that they're facing often is probably like their accounts page. So like we had a release that dealt with updating the, the accounts page and people were really used to like, even though it felt like very like rigorous, like rigid way of like going through your account, people were used to it. So when we tried to update the account page, it took like a year and a half to do this. But when we released it, a lot, there were a lot of complaints about the idea that like, oh, every, I can't find anything. Like it was easier to find things, but people right. weren't used to finding those things. It's like those they old, knew it was. Like, old like Facebook user groups where it's like one million strong to bring back the old Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they like fundamentally changed some kind of like large aspect of the user experience. Yeah, exactly. Suddenly. Do they still have those now? I feel like Facebook's got a little bit better about like incremental delivery where it's like, oh, like you wouldn't even notice that anything is changing for the most part. I think I definitely uninstalled Facebook a long time ago, although I still have one. <laughs> I still have Instagram though. That's the that's my social media choice. I there are some times where you can see like the incremental change. You're like, hey, something's wrong here. What's going on? And then you kind of realize <laughs> what happened. But some people notice it and complain, and some people change it. Uh, for example, well, a recent one was uh, Slack. Slack has been out for some time, and they've been making incremental changes. And if you do slash feedback and you really give it to them, Slack, Slack, they'll listen, <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'm curious if there's a story there. Oh, the incremental change story. I think they changed like the searching feature, and they put it. They put search of like everything 
into command K, which is like usually when you search for a channel name. And I was like, no, I don't want to search for words when I do command K. I just want to search for channels and people. Like, why do I want to search for words? If I want to search for words, I do command F like everywhere else. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's okay. We're still testing it out. We'll revert it back if there's enough complaints. I'm like, all right, cool. You better. And then right, I guess one, they didn't do it. One, one million strong. All right. Yeah, one million <laughs> strong. You have any, uh, do you have any stories or thoughts? Yeah, I used to like uh, do software development in pharma. So there was a lot of regulation that we had to follow about like how we were documenting and going about making changes to the software. So, you know, there was a lot of like steps that we had to go through in order to make even a simple change to the software. So it kind of like was a forcing function for us to like make larger changes or like you know if there was a big release then it was a big deal to like have a rollback plan and if you had to roll it back then that was like really awful because then you had to go through the whole process all over again right 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 yeah i I imagine like just like your like the senior engineer like the senior execs knowing that they have to go through this process they try to cram everything in so that they just do it that one time and then release that which goes it kind of leads into that's into like the next part which is like why it happens like why would why would you deliver software like this and regulation and process is definitely one of those things where like you are unable to change it and be agile about that and right. that's just yeah, like the more friction you have in the process to make a change, the more you want to like ball up all those changes into well, it's not it's not if you need to change like 20 things, it's not 20 changes, it's just one big change of all those 20 things kind of rolled up all in one. Right. If any of those 20 things break when you do that release, then you may have to sift through all those changes like one by one to make sure you know which one's which and fix that. And that's a whole other process in general. The next one is like, I mean, we mentioned before with, uh, you know, (laughs) riding the rocket to space, like that you can only, (laughs) you can only do that once every so often. I'm sure sending rockets up to the sky costs a lot of money. Yeah. And if they blow up, that costs even more money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, like when there's a lot of risk, then you know, you're going to try to get it right for that, that one first time, as opposed to like having a more like kind of devil may care attitude of pushing and reverting. Right. Like, I guess you could also have like a fixed delivery date where like there's a, maybe like a contract. It's like, okay, well, we're obligated to deliver all of these features to this customer by this date, or maybe like more arbitrary, you know, someone just with a lot of power in the organization just says, okay, this is the day that it's got to be done. And then you just got to do a death march and get across the line. Right. And then like you try to, since it's that, that end date, you try to fit as much features into this entire application that will be released on this date because someone mentioned that it has to be released by then. I think the, uh, Releasing can be scary in places that don't have any like CI and CD tooling, which is why they maybe have like a, you know, develop branch and then do all this manual testing to make sure that everything is fine before deploying it to production. So like just to mitigate some of that like fear, 
definitely look into getting some continuous delivery pipeline, continuous right. uh, integration and whatnot. Like kind of turning it around from like being, okay, this is the one day of the week that we do a deployment. And yeah. like whoever's on deployment duty, like Bobby just sits down, he like buckles up his seat. Yeah. And he's like white knuckled the whole time as he's like <laughs> copying files from folder to folder. But I guess like sometimes you may not have like an easy way to do CI, CD yeah. as well. Like if you're doing like an app development on phone, mm-hmm. like the feedback cycle is a bit longer. Like you have to get approval for a release from like the Apple store or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Apple store is a big one too. So like, I mean, there's like tooling out there that you can use and like you do have the option of doing smaller releases, but you do have that friction that kind of makes it like more important for you to like get it more correct right? on the first go. So when, when doing a uh, Big Bang release, there's definitely a lot of risks that one may run into because of the the way of releasing a product in the Big Bang fashion. You want to start us off, Dave, on on one? Yeah, I guess a big one is that like you could have bugs in your application that you didn't know about. Yeah, and then you just have to deal with it all at once like so it's like hard to figure out which part of the application is broken or why it's broken because you just released all of the things all at once right i think that uh one that i've seen is definitely i think a combination with like a a fixed release date that is far and advanced will result in some form of yagni because like if you if you're like oh we have like two months oh we should be able to do A B C D when you may only need A and B to release and then do it earlier so it's possible always be on the lookout for Yagni if you don't know 100% what the users are trying or would want from this feature uh, just be mindful that can definitely bite you Yagni always remember that Yagni right yeah and I guess like if even though you're trying to do like big bang de- delivery, like you could still kind of do like incremental development of user facing value. Like how, like be like, okay, I'm going to develop this part of this page and then demo it and be like, okay, what do you, what do you think? You only not flipping the switch. Dave mentioned before, uh, you're going to run into bugs. Um, it'll be hard to identify the source of the problem. And with that, it's going to be hard to roll back. Because you have to know exactly at what point in time you, if you wanted to say you delivered seven features and one of them is broken, you need to identify at what point in time was that feature X broken to roll that back and leave the other six. Do you roll back all seven? Like that's right. going to be super hairy um, is my, to is deal my with. Data like screwed up forever now. Like what? What do I even do? Yeah, that's going to be pretty difficult to do. And I think one way to like by having small commits and small releases will definitely help with rolling certain things back because then you know exactly, okay, it was this particular feature that did it. Let's roll that bad boy back and uh, figure out how to fix it and then re-release it. Right. It's like a way smaller service area for figuring it out. Like Even when you do have CI, CD, like sometimes the changes get batched together. Like they're just like, 
it's the rolling ball of changes that are kind of going out. But even then, like, it's a smaller, you know, amount of things that could be the problem than if you waited a month or a year to do a release. Right. And, I mean, depending on your website and you know, the product that you have, I think you mentioned, Dave, before, like, if you are running Amazon.com, or the equivalent to that, and you do this big bang change, it's going to change something huge on the application. Many users are going to have feedback for you. So when to make those changes, like all in one go is going to definitely change the user experience of your application and can cause a lot of friction between you and your customers. Yeah. And like, if you're completely cutting over like the accounts page all in one go, then for all of the users, then, you know, that's all of the people being angry or frustrated or like experiencing the same bugs. Like there are definitely tools that are out there that you can use to like do a, like a feature flag rollout, like for just certain sets of users, like incrementally exposing people to that change. Or even like running it in parallel and doing a A-B testing, right? To actually know if you get you get that information faster, then you can use that information to for your for the thing that you're building. You know, if it's positive feedback that you get from users when you A-B test, then you know to continue in that path. And if you have negative feedback, you know as early as possible rather than waiting X amount of time before you big bang that release and uh right customers may not be excited for it and i guess like if you're if you're developing like a pacemaker or something like that then you obviously like have some medical regulations you need to follow to do like a smaller rollout first or like if you're doing a rocket release you might fire a smaller rocket that yes. doesn't cost <laughs> you know millions of dollars before you fire the big rocket yeah, definitely. Uh, fire small rockets first before you, <laughs> before you fire the big ones. Like, what are some other like mitigations that we can do for big bang releases? I think the one that I had in mind is probably like the, the strangler pattern. Uh, the idea that you slowly make the the changes necessary as you're building the application. So, like for example, if we're using the accounts page. I would, you know, think about what parts of the page should I cut up so that the new implementation would have smaller sets of features and then you slowly roll out the rest of the application so that sooner or later, 100% of your application is using the new account page. Uh, But like you can start out with the billing and shipping page and people can edit and add new addresses, for example. And then we go to like the credit card page. But like if people were to go to like the account homepage, they'll probably see the old one. And then until they slowly roll that out. I think the one, there's probably gonna be a shout out, but the one that I'm currently seeing right now that is doing like an account page incrementally is Libsyn. If you use Libsyn, you probably see that like the homepage will have like information and then you click on, oh, more details. And then it looks brand new. So shout out to Libsyn uh, who are doing that, who's doing this change is pretty dope. That is definitely one example of like the strangler pattern of taking certain things, making those changes, and slowly rolling the new features into the application. Do not 
put strangler pattern and pacemaker in the same <laughs> sentence because <laughs> that yeah that sounds horrible you don't uh, i don't know choked. If no yeah do, yeah you don't want to strangle anybody with the pacemaker i'm not saying you could do that but i'm sure there are many other ways to mitigate some of these issues for pacemaker <laughs> software Right. Uh, I mean, I, I guess like you could like like another strategy we were thinking about was like running in parallel. Maybe like you could have like one pacemaker that you're testing out and another one that like is tried and true. Like you could have like the good steady pacemaker, low risk, and then oh, okay, like we'll have another one. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I'm not a pacemaker engineer, <laughs> but I'm just th- trying to think this through. <laughs> yeah, just pacemakers and rockets. I don't know exactly. <laughs> That's or all you we have got. a That's smaller rocket on top of yeah. the big rocket, and then yeah. wait, yeah, sure, yeah, shoot, okay, just go great. Up. shoot. Up. Yeah, I'm a shooter yeah. rocket now. <laughs> I got it. BRB. <laughs> I think one way. I mean, and this, the, I guess, it doesn't apply to pacemakers and rockets, like all the mitigation strategies that we have. I do think the idea of like doing demos, like showing a demo of the new thing that you're adding to your application and having you know the user experience some of the demos and like look at some of the changes is definitely a big way because i think mentioned before like you'll get the positive or constructive feedback right then and there rather than when it's released and then right all your users see it right and if you can't like have like a real world kind of situation at least it's like you have like a simulation or something approximating it like but at least like keeping in mind that you're trying to like fulfill the need for a user and so therefore you have to show that it's working or doing a thing that's useful i worked at a place before in time that did a bug bash and for those who don't know what a bug bash is it's when you have you and a team of people going through the feature and just trying to break the feature however you see fit And that way you can kind of find out all the edge cases that may need to catch and whether it'll be a good user experience for individuals. But you spend like 30 minutes, even up to an hour, depending on the feature, just like crushing it and just making sure that that stuff is is bug free. Thumbs up. Uh, That's always good. So a bug batch party is pretty cool. Some people get like pizza. You just get pizza is always good. Pizza and, and beer. Do it at a four o'clock on a friday bug bash away and make sure that everything works fine <laughs> yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to put together a bug bash right now oh nice yeah pizza and beer i guess that's uh it's where it's where it's at i mean yeah. doing it remotely i imagine you may have to just order your own pizza and beer but right yeah just let me know where you live <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm gonna send some pizza and beer over yeah. like a slice or two not a whole pie like you don't need a whole pie i'm just gonna get you like a slice (laughs) oh man shout out to the pizza shops that'll send two slices to your house and some beer (laughs) the real heroes yeah the real heroes uh shout out to uh yeah no bug bashes are dope i i I enjoy them as long i mean you just gotta feed me that's pretty much what it comes down to (laughs) i feel like we have a whole episode on bug bashes but yeah like kind of you know, trying to put as much pressure on the software before it's actually like out in the wild will like make sure that you don't need to do that costly rollback or you know have that that big risky failure. 
Right. At the worst possible time. At the worst possible time. When I'm riding that rocket. <laughs> I do not <laughs> want it to fail. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. You need to make sure that rocket's going to ride all the way to space. Falcon 9, straight to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Elon uh, Musk. Oh, yeah. But the one thing you definitely want to try to avoid is like having everything, like all the pieces coming together at the last possible moment. Um, when you're also trying to like get it out the door to the customer, like, so a big bang, sometimes you can't avoid a big bang release. Like, you know, the customer's only going to get like the finished product. It's going to be packaged and shiny and beautiful, or it's going to be a rocket and it's going to go to Mars. But, you know, you don't want to like test that all the pieces are working together properly you know, as you're firing the rocket or whatever. Um, yeah, as the rocket gets ignited, that's not the <laughs> first time that it's communicating to other parts of the rocket. Right. So, like, especially with software, when you're developing it through, like, user slices of user-facing value, you can kind of avoid that Big Bang integration where it has to always do something. It has to work together. So that can help you avoid, like, having those larger harder to understand bugs yeah i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna do the if you're planning to release as a big bang release just make sure before you do that that everything is intercommunicating with each other so that it does happen there is some testing beforehand when it's doing that rather than when it's released all at once that's definitely not a rocket i want to be on <laughs> That's for sure. That is not a pacemaker I want installed in my heart, nor a rocket I want to run. That's the- if you if you have a pacemaker, you probably shouldn't be on the rocket. I feel. And if you're a rocket engineer or a pacemaker engineer, please tweet at us because I'm really right. curious. Tell us what we got wrong. Well, yeah, I really need to know. Tell your friends if you're not, but you haven't a no one because, like, you know, rockets are cool. But how do you develop them? How does it how does it all work? <laughs> Hopefully there are some testing that happens. There are some incremental changes that happen before that <laughs> rocket gets sent to space. Just hopefully. Like, hopefully. No. <laughs> I, hope. I hope. Okay. Well, maybe it'll um, happen. <laughs> maybe it'll happen. I'm hoping. Prove me wrong, rocket engineers, please. I really would like to know. Just like big rocket cowboys, just like shooting rockets up left and right. Like just Passion on the keyboards and shipping rockets, literally. That's what's happening. Yeah, I think if incremental changes to a product is something I personally would do, if you can avoid the uh, Big Bang release, do so. Make incremental changes. I think it'll be good for your customer, for your product, and for your own sanity if something does go wrong. Totally. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole.